0: Hello, and welcome to The Brand Called You. Today, the brand is Hemal Randerwala. Hemal is the founder and chairman of GoDharmic. He's an author of three books, founder and director of Arjun Global, a global tech and financial services recruiting firm. He's well-educated with an MBA from Oxford. Welcome to the show, Hemal. Hi, how are you? Good. Let's start off uh, with your prime focus, as I understand it, which is uh, running this organization that you have been building with a passion of love over the last decade or more called GoDharmic. Um, It seems to be doing a lot of different things from food distribution to libraries, emergency response. What is the vision? What brings this whole thing together and why did you start it?
1: Well, uh, I came across a saint from India called Karoli Baba. And uh, his message was very simple. Love everyone, feed everyone, serve everyone. And um, it was through listening to the chants of um, a new Yorker, actually, called Krishnadas. Um, uh, that I was completely blown away by the chanting of his music, and he really connected with something very deep, perhaps much a, a deeper essence of you. That perhaps I felt, you know, much of life was becoming very superficial and, you know, uh, materialistically driven, and this seemed to connect with something very deep. And when I began reading about him and learning more about uh, his senior Ramdas, as well as Ninka Oliwala, I, I really found this uh, connection to something that I felt was um, a deeper sense of self, a deeper sense of uh, self-worth, a, deep, a deeper sense of reality and joy. Um, and, and then when I met, read the messages, it was all love everyone, feed everyone, help others, serve people help the poor, these were the messages uh, that brought about that state. So that, that was, in essence, the, the, the root of
0: PD. So Neem Karoli Baba is uh, quite, uh, quite well-known, uh, and uh, even internationally and globally, and even more so after he has been uh, named in biographies of People like Jobs and Zuckerberg and and things like that. How was your interaction? When did this happen? What was your what introduced you to go into this direction to begin with?
1: Nothing really. I was just uh, uh, standing on my balcony uh, in East London, looking over Canary Wharf, and uh, uh, and then just for some reason decided to play Krishna Das Hanuman Chalisa, and that. One instance is something when I, you know, connected with that chalisa, the sound or the sound vibration, or you know, the heart of the the song, uh, was like a calling for me, and it, and since that moment, you know, life changed direction. Um, and mm. then when Krishna Das came to London, I uh, met him and I said, look, I want to come to the hills, to the foothills of the Himalayas, and uh, um, go and spend some time there and really connect. And and he joked. What the hell do you want to go there for? It's frozen. Uh, the, the Himalayas are uh, frosted over. It was December. He said, "Come to Rishikesh with me." So then I took my wife, my young family, my young son with me. He was just one at the time. We went out and spent glorious weeks together in uh, Nimkaroli Baba Ashram in Rishikesh. And uh, I, I think this is not an, an optional choice, or it's not something that you know you do. You just feel away and you become or you are. Uh, I don't think it's uh, something of a uh, a rational decision or a uh, a career choice.
0: Very interesting. And in terms of uh, feed everyone, love everyone, serve everyone, you see, I mean, a lot of people hear that message um, but very few act on it. But you have since then gone ahead and created a an whole organization, um, uh, with lots of dedicated volunteers and, and good work being done in many, many different locations. Um, tell us a bit more about the, the actual organization, it's volunteer run only and uh, uh, where all does it work and, and what kind of initiatives specifically does it focus on?
1: So. Go Dharmic's been going for 10 years this year. Um, it has four registered charities um, England, Scotland, the US and India and started here in the UK really just going into central London seeing homeless people and distribute with a, with a desire to just distribute some food just to help people who are on the streets perhaps going through mental health crisis, addiction, Uh, difficulty, struggle, suffering. So, you know, from that spiritual root, I kind of understood that the root of all spiritual traditions is the removal of suffering. And uh, it seems that the state of moksha or enlightenment or uh, whatever you want to call it, uh, is a state of joy beyond suffering, where suffering is removed. And uh, one of Nkoroly's messages was, why do you want to go up there to heaven? Why don't you make this a heaven for everyone? Like the very famous quote where he says that. And for me, that really resonated and said, you know, it's, um, why would you uh, want to uh, speak about a certain state when you don't want to share that state with those around us? So if people are struggling or going through difficult times or mental health issues or food poverty, uh, people struggling to feed their children. It it is not right for us to speak high-minded thoughts, but not care about the reality of their situation. Uh, I think it's superficial. Then you know it, it's, uh, it goes against the, the the ideas that you perhaps are preaching. And I think Vivekananda really spoke to me. You know uh, uh, when he said that you know um, food is God for the poor. Uh, or, or that kind of uh, a message and, you, you know and therefore you, you have to act upon the ideas that you uh, are proclaiming to follow and you, you know have a, have a little bit of electric energy to do that work you know because uh, um, you can kind of understand them sitting on a mountaintop and you know uh, just kind of care about yourself but in reality are you expressing that and uh, Dr. Nicholas Sutton, one of my uh, co-authors of the books, he always uh, shares that the highest state of spiritual, uh, a, a truly spiritual person cannot help but feel the suffering of others and therefore act upon it.
0: So um, we've seen people who got that call and connected like you did. How, how old were you when this incident happened? You had a young family. This was... How old were you, if I may ask?
1: 27.
0: So so we've heard stories of people who, who somehow got connected, left everything, became a monk. We obviously have a lot of stories of people who uh, did that at a certain age in life uh, after they had do- done a lot of stuff. You seem to have been doing both. You, you also run... A, or set up a firm uh, for recruiting in technology and, and fintech. Um, h- how have you processed this? Uh, tell me how does Arjun Global doing uh, work fit with Godarmic? Uh,
1: difficultly, uh, uh, it's not easy. I don't find it easy to balance uh, the two because one has such a higher priority over the other. But I felt that, you know, the balance in ordinary life is shifted to, if we consider four goals being uh, a peaceful mind, I I kind of look at them like four Ps. For me, I I use them as uh, purpose, which perhaps is dharma, uh, prosperity, artha, that we should all prosper, um, karma, which is pleasure, and then moksha, which could be peace. So you have these four goals which can kind of balance one's life. Um, and I feel that everybody I had known uh, in the first phase of my life was completely engrossed in only two of those goals. Uh, it was only uh, enjoyment, pleasure uh, and prosperity. There was no uh, you know active interest in becoming more peaceful or finding a, a more um, calmer state of mind or uh, a more joyous state of existence which is more stable and not dependent upon uh, sensory gratification Um, and then you had dharma which was completely you know there was like it's everybody for themselves it's not you know um, no longer about the family the larger extended family unit but family getting smaller and smaller and you know until it's just an individual against an individual and I felt you know that this was out of sync um with the way of nature um the way of well-being for for us as individuals as well as for communities when you hear about happiness being the the number of social connections and friendships and circles and networks that you have being directly correlated this was against that And, and it felt that you know uh, balancing was required. So I felt Goddharmic was a call to action to balance that, that aspect uh, to people. So it was never just about a single cause. It was always about the community or the people coming together to share, wanting to help others and to extend the heart to, to others.
0: So so you feel uh, that this dharm, Arth kam, moksha should be pursued simultaneously throughout the life in Let balance? Interrupt.
1: I think uh, dharma could be the foundation of it, um, mm-hmm. the, the most important of the four. And then the others operate in line with uh, dharma. Where, where dharma is not there as the foundation, uh, then the others can be lost. So you, you need the uh, that the, the core foundation to be Dharma, and and I think the Gita clearly discusses that kind of philosophy. That you know, uh, in one of the very famous verses, Krishna says, "I am karma," that is in line with Dharma, um, and, and that's really nice because it's I'm, I'm pleasure in line with Dharma. Um, uh, so not you know just any pleasure, which is you know. Out of moral behavior, out of you know uh, ethical um, way of existing, it's within and balancing with. And I think when any of the areas of life, whether that be business or whether that be relationships, is not in line with uh, a way of being that uh, acts for the welfare of ourselves and for others, then uh, damage damage becomes.
0: Okay. Uh, you've also uh, started using a second name. I don't know if you have officially changed it or not. You, you go by Hanuman Das. Why a second name? And uh, tell our audience, what, what does it signify for you?
1: So, this is a, you, you know, when I was thinking about a brand called you and you were, you were bringing up this subject, I thought, okay, what is the brand call you? Because it's not something that I ever really consider uh, representing or speaking about. Um, for me, the world for people who are caught in many worlds and directions is quite complex and difficult. Uh, am I Indian? Am I English? Am I both or neither? Uh, am I an OCI? Is that an overseas citizen of India uh, and a British citizen? Um, am I in industry, trying to make a living and sustain family, as well as ensure uh, safeguarding family interests and wealth, and all of these different questions, but at the same time, touching place with other places, and and you know, I came across uh, Ramdas. Uh, who was very, very, he he wrote an uh, incredible book, which I'll show you, it's called Be There Now. This was one of the main books that inspired Steve Jobs and many other uh, great people. And Ramdas was Richard Alpert, was a Harvard professor. He blew my world with his, you know, he said, India has the maps of consciousness, which we are in in the West at Harvard, are just scratching the surface. Um, and he really blew my mind. And, you know, when I started Go and I was doing this work, and, you know, I met him, we spent a lot of time together. And he said, I will call you Hanuman Das. Yeah. And, uh, and that means servant of the servant of God. Um, and so when I, you know, think about the work that we do, And how easily the ego can get lifted, and the ego can, you you know, think that we are doing all this stuff. Um, That reminder there, that hey, you're just a servant. You you know, to be the spoon. Don't think that you're um, you're making this happen. Just carry the prasad and distribute it in that spirit, where it's just about the work, it's just about helping people and serving. And for me, that's my personal reminder. Um, that's what you know. The most incredible human being who I've ever met has given me that, you know, reminder. And uh, and therefore, if somebody wants to call me Hemel they're very welcome to. If somebody wants to call me Hanuman Das, they're very welcome. And if they will, if they've got more aggressive language that they wish to use, which uh, some of my school friends might use, then they're welcome <laughs> to that as well. You know. So I, I think, look, uh, a name is a name. You know, there's uh, many things beyond it, but um it's my personal practice you know for me it's a very to heart thing that's my heart connection uh to the lineage of me and, uh, and honoring that and, and uh, who better person to give the glory of all of this work is than to Hanuman you know like when we are able to do that he was the exemplar of selfless service and compassionate action and so in that lineage of to be to have that honor and that name and that service is for me is uh, uh, you know the greatest blessing and uh, uh, look it's not always going to work in in the world of business and you know I, I worked in industry and you know people are going to question like oh what is this separate name or what is that but I just say look it's a spiritual initiation it's a, it's the name that was given doesn't mean that much or you, you know. Vishnu has a thousand and eight names. Vishnu has So uh, I think I'll. Be but it brings too. back.
0: Uh, it brings back something specific to your mind. Uh, it's a good. Uh, it's a good remem- reminder, as you said, that uh, you are uh, doing this with an attitude of service, and um, and it means something that way. Um, i am listening to this and i'm i'm kind of uh, reflecting on your journey well you, you know as they say that uh, uh, whatever happens has an effect on how ready you are to receive uh, a particular message so so you heard <clears throat> a hanuman chalisa on your balcony and changed your life and you did something how did you grow up as a child, as a, as a young person in first 27 years that you think influenced you uh, to be ready to receive that message. I don't know how many other people were there uh, in that building who were listening to the same song or how many people around the world today listen to the same Hanuman Chalisa, but not everyone obviously does what you did. So I'm, I'm kind of interested in hearing what happened in the first 27 years that you think influenced you in a way to receive that transformation at a particular time?
1: I think, um, you know, I grew up in a very loving household. Um, we have a huge family uh, on both mother and father's side, and we were all very close. And uh, grandparents on both sides, cu- lots of cousins, lots of family. Uh, and I think what many westerners experienced with Ninkaroli Baba and Maharaji was the love they felt like their grandfather's abode you know feeding them food and chai and you know bringing them into that spirit where they you know felt you know unbelievable love and I felt that you know reflecting upon uh that childhood that we were so blessed to have um was you know training ground for um extending that family uh, and that love that you have, which is so close. So now it becomes very natural for me to extend my family because I was given that training by uh, my parents and my grandparents and cousins and aunties. And, uh, and we were very close. And you know, uh, the love that they extend through feeding one another and helping each other and uh, sharing that. Then the, the Maharaji said, taught me to extend that and to open that wider, uh, I also uh, my dad came to the UK with twenty five pounds in his pocket and you know with nothing, no English language, no education. Um, my mum was already here; she was born in the UK. But uh, they were they, they, they You said your
0: mum was already in UK. She was born in UK. My,
1: yeah, my mum was my mum's born in the UK, um, mm-hmm. but my uh, my grandparents' generation came. Uh, from the influx. A lot of them came from Africa, East Africa, after Idi Amin, uh, through, through the Indians out of Africa. and uh, We had many people living in the house that we grew up in. So it was a very poor area in Luton. Um, and, um, and then to come up, they had to work extremely hard. So I, I think we saw a lot of love and an extremely hard work ethic. And I think uh, a lot of Indians who came, worked in corner shops and small newsagent stores around the UK and that was their thing when, you know, most of uh, the regular shops used to work nine to five and close on Monday to Friday. The Indians were working seven till seven and opening on Saturdays and Sundays. And, you know, therefore they found their area and niche and, you know, were able to come up and grow and, and we lived in a shop. So, you know, I saw extreme hard work. My dad used to run two shops um, at the same time. So he used to work from one from six till five. And then run another shop from five to 10. So I've seen, you know, firsthand um, that we used to wait for him to come back after 10 p.m. and then eat dinner together as a family. And that work ethic, uh, I think much later in life, uh, I've carried forward and wanted to, you know, express now that, you know, we have some different kinds of skills where we can actually make a difference for others. yeah, I
0: think, uh, yeah, very interesting. So um, a- a- as they say, there is uh, bhakti, there is jnana, there is karma. Seems like y- you are in a mixture of uh, bhakti and, and karma uh, kind of a path. Would you say that? Uh, would you say that you are driven by devotion or driven by action?
1: So I think it's uh you know th- again comes back to love or feed or serve, you know love or feed or serve and remember God. That was the 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 kind of core message of Maharaji. and uh, um, I think you know. Bhakti and uh, seva are intertwined. Uh, I don't think I think Bhakti is a service tradition. If you see any of the Bhakti parts, they all end with the name Das. Which means servant. So, you know, it's serving out of love. Um, And um, ultimately, whether you're serving God within other human beings or animals or the earth itself, or you're making offerings in the temple, or you're offering your own mind that meditation or that that path yourself, um, then I I think you're serving the the greater essence of who you are and and the world. at the same time. So I, I really don't see any difference. Uh, I think I there is, you know, between okay. uh, serving in a temple uh, or yeah. feeding, feeding people is
0: the, the same. Same thing. Okay. Uh, changing gears a little bit, and again trying to bring out the contrast in your world in Godharmic and Arjun Global. Um, I'm sure in any activity of any size and magnitude, we are faced with failures uh, with um, blockages of all kinds. Can you tell us how do you feel if if you're having a bad year or a bad, uh, um, or or a specific failure in your activities in Godharmic versus global, um, Arjun global, and is do you find a, a different way of handling that, or do your teams react differently when you're faced with um, hardship in these two words?
1: Well, I dedicate around 90% of my time to go versus 10% to Arjun global. So uh, okay. Arjun global mm-hmm. gets a lot less attention uh, mm-hmm. of mine. To um, you know, in, in comparison to Godarmut and Godarmut is a larger organization and has uh, a lot more um, responsibility for me you, you know that's uh, something Whereas urgent Global is a necessity um, and something that you know because I don't I never wanted to ever earn from my charity work that was the, the Path of giving that was the place where you give and you serve not take anything uh, and therefore I had to run the business to ensure that I was able to keep that promise and you know ensure that you know uh, I wasn't uh, losing out on ensuring my children and household and family are uh, well fed and well clothed and have opportunity and security for the future as well so uh, that's why I maintain the balance always uh, between uh having that. But as time's gone on, it has lesser and lesser uh yes, importance uh to me. Uh, but uh, I still think um I, I I'm not a lover of poverty, right? I, I, I believe in prosperity. I think that we should all prosper. Um, and therefore, you know, I believe in maintaining that and ensuring that we can grow and benefit, expand our horizons and uh, succeed together. Um, So, yeah, with regards to failure, I I believe failure is absolutely critical and uh, important in in both business and in in charity. Um, and, And just try to learn from each one. I do kind of think that you know the spiritual disposition gives you a staff in life where you can slam it into the ground, and you know that ram nam or the mantra or whatever you use gives you a stability where you are relatively unshakable, um, or it gives you the at least feeling of uh, having that stability. So the storms do come every day, every week, uh, sometimes much greater than others. But I feel that having that Position of uh, equanimity allows you to be in a storm and still operate effectively. And I feel that, you know, whether we we experienced it and you was absolutely phenomenal during the COVID crisis in India when, you know, people were literally dying around us, although we were not physically there, you in the US and um, me here in the UK, but we worked in a way that we stayed balanced, we uh, made uh, uh, choices. Um, based on risk and reward that would um, uh, help people in the in the moment of crisis and I feel that that ability to remain equanimous uh, make uh, good decisions um, and and make some wrong choices uh, is okay uh, if you don't act then you won't you won't go anywhere so you, you have to make uh, calls so is
0: it true that given kind of all these, um, emotions when you're working in the organization, delivering? At the end of the day, it's just like any other activity. Does the team or you never end up uh, um, losing your uh, cool or is it more normal like uh, some of our other business people where we get stressed and the meetings can get uh, uh, tense and uh, sometimes even the voices can be raised and h- how is it?
1: Thank you. I don't think we've had a blaring argument in 10 years, uh, which mm. is which is incredible. Looking back at it, like, you know, uh, not consciously, I just think that in 10 years of uh, us as GD working together, we haven't had uh, a raised voice argument amongst the group uh, in 10 years. And maybe that's, you know, because of the premise of the organization is love, you know, if we cannot love each other who are working in the organization and serving together then we're emanating uh, um, you, you know uh negative vibes externally which is then we're we're putting that on them. i always remember from the trading floor um i used to run a group of 20 traders um for marit's at marit's spectrum uh the largest private brokerage in the world there and um I remember a French trader who used to sit behind me and there was another English guy who was sitting next to him and every time he lost money or made a bad choice in the market or or made a wrong decision, would slam his desk and swear. Every time he used to slam his desk and swear, all the time. And one day I just heard that French trader just say, hey, you mind not doing that and spreading your negative karma on all of us and just that act of him swearing and you know uh slamming the desk and just sending that vibration out amongst the rest of the people in the room it gives a chilling noise right like it gives a uh a feeling mm. of uh uh suffering or negativity or something and 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 that i always had that in my mind that you know we, i don't want to emanate that into other people <clears throat> Uh, even if I feel frustrated or difficult or something, try to contain it. Try not to grow that plant. And try to uh, respect it and love it. Witness it, honor it, and love it. And, you know, maybe. So, yeah, I, I think that's part of our uh, go dharmic. We must go dharmic ourselves uh, first if we wish to request others.
0: Sure. Okay. Well, now we're to the section where I ask you some quick um, questions and sure. you just answer from your gut, whatever comes to your mind. Um, okay. If you were to get a nice gift for your wife, what would you give <laughs> her?
1: Oh, God, sandeep like, that's a difficult one. I hope my wife's not going to watch this now. And uh, <laughs> then uh, and I think it would be an experience where we'd go out somewhere together. Uh, With everything that we do, we've got so much going on with DD and all the charity work and just spending time away from children and family and go out, the two of us, and enjoy ourselves. So I think it's that.
0: Experiential trip. Okay. If you could watch, uh, if you had to watch the same movie five times in one day, which movie would it be? Any Rocky movie. Any Rocky movie. That's interesting. (laughs) Um, Harley Davidson or Ferrari? Neither. Neither? I have to choose one, do I? Yeah. If I had to choose, Ferrari. Okay. And... um, Is there another religion or practice that inspires you? Something that brings back some emotion in you and connection? I
1: have a deep love of Sikhism and uh, the modern practices of gurdwaras of feeding anybody who comes to them, regardless of background. So especially langar seva from gurdwaras. Uh, that okay. deeply inspires me, and I hope that every religion can uh, feed people in the way that the Gurdwaras do.
0: Okay. This is the tricky one. You said, uh, dharm, earth, Kam moksha. What do you do to do uh, enjoyment, karma?
1: I love cricket. Uh, I grew up playing cricket as a kid. Uh, just like pretty much every Indian, my best friend uh, growing up was Monty Panesar, who went on to play for England. Uh, so we grew up playing cricket. Uh, I still follow it, still watch whenever I can.
0: I see. There's a movie on that, I think, right? That uh, story? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right, sir. We're to the end of our time. What is brand Hemel Randerwala or Hanuman Das in your own words? And of course, I know you're young. Your brand is still evolving, but what what is it right now, and how are you shaping it?
1: For me, um, to my life's mission is to embody love and compassion um, wherever possible, and wherever it's not, to to work towards love and compassion. So if we can become a vehicle for that and uh, to keep widening my circle of my family to, to as wide a possible reach as uh, possible, that, that, that's the... Uh, I, I'm writing a book, uh, which I've been working on for five years with Ram Das, who, who took you know inspired Steve Jobs to go to Ninka uh, Baba and, in and uh, all, all of these people. I, I spent time with him in the US and it's called Be Yourself. It's very apt for this conversation with Brand Called You because it's actually saying, be yourself. But actually, the premise of the book is that we start with this root of you, but that expands to the whole world, like just that, that world behind you, the Sunday that's there, but he's also the world. He's also the universe. So uh, be yourself is to accept uh, the brand of both the, the, the individual Uh, consciousness as well as the collective wide uh, consciousness at the same time
0: well there you have it Hemel the universal consciousness brand uh, (laughs) that is what he aspires to and uh, that's a fantastic vision thank you so much for spending time with us Hemel all the best on your journey and uh, wish you the best